It's time for Tycoons of Small Biz, spotlighting the true backbone of the American economy, the true tycoons of business in America, the owners, founders, and CEOs of small businesses. The show's hosts, Austin Peterson and Landon Mance, are registered representatives of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker-dealer, member SIPC, and registered investment advisor. The views expressed by your hosts, Austin and Landon, are not necessarily the views of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Let's lean in as Austin and Landon connect with this week's Tycoons. Good afternoon, Tycoons, and welcome to today's episode of Tycoons of Small Biz. I am your host, Austin Peterson, joined as always by the best co-host in the business, Landon Mance from Las Vegas, Nevada. And we are excited to have in studio with us, or on the show with us today, I should say, Sam Richardson, owner of Las Vegas Therapy. Sam, welcome to the show. Thanks, I appreciate being here. It's been fun. Yeah. Yeah, we're excited for the conversation. Before we jump in, though, let me just uh, explain real quick. If this is somebody listening to the show for the first time or even for your uh, benefit, Sam, Tycoons of Small Biz is a radio program and a podcast that's put together by small business owners for small business owners. And the reason that we do this is Landon and I both grew up in entrepreneurial families. We believe strongly in uh, small businesses in our country being the backbone of the American economy. And we want to provide a platform for business owners to come in and tell their story, share advice with other business owners who are out there trying to build these uh, businesses throughout the country. Reality is everybody thinks of these large businesses and that everybody works for a big company, but most people in our country actually work for a small business. And small businesses need need to get uh, as much notoriety as they can, so to speak. So, of course, today we're excited to have Sam, uh, a tycoon in his own right. And Sam is the owner of Las Vegas Therapy. So, Sam, why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about you personally? I, I, I don't know you. Landon does. Um, so tell us you know, about your family, where you grew up, how many kids you have, how long you've been married, whatever you'd like us to know about you personally. Sure. Yeah, no, I've, I've been married uh, 17 years now. Uh, I've got four, you know, four kids, ages 16, 14, 12, and 9. So we got a good, a good spread. Uh, presently, I've been in Las Vegas for about uh, 16, you know, 16 years. Kind of grew up all over, lived in Utah, California, Georgia, Florida. So I kind of bounced around a little bit. But um, this is kind of where, where my roots are for right now, I guess, is, is Las Vegas. So. Awesome. So tell us why you lived in so many different places growing up. Did you have a family member in the military or what was the, the reasoning behind that? Yeah, no, I, I get asked that same question, like, you know, military, right? But um, basically my, my dad, he just, you know, you talked about working for these big companies. He always worked for these big companies, you know, like Toshiba and, and, you know, and, and, you know, things like that in the computer industry. And so whenever he had a job change or a promotion, usually that meant, kind of a significant move as well. So that's kind of what bounced us around. And so you guys mentioned you guys are from entrepreneurial families. I'm from the opposite of that. You know, my 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 dad always worked for some, you know, huge corporation. And so I'm I'm kind of the only one that's that's tried to this entrepreneurial thing. And that's it's been a wild ride so far. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about your wife's background. Did she grow up in an entrepreneurial family, or her dad or mom worked for large companies too, or what was her? Uh, no, same same deal. I mean, she was born and raised here in Vegas. Um, her dad worked for uh, Las Vegas Metro Police for 20, 28, 29 years, something like that. Um, and then her her mom, she's a dental hygienist, and I guess she kind of worked for a you know a dentist office, which I guess we could say is you know, more small business, but but same deal, you know, same dentist for pretty much like 20 or 25 years, just kind of stayed in one spot. So they were very much kind of rooted down here and, and they, they, didn't, they didn't move at all. So very opposite from my, my upbringing there. Yeah, my, my wife was the same, the same way. So my, my wife's father worked for Ford Aerospace, which is just an aerospace engineering company that was owned by the Ford Motor Company. And he, he spent a few years before that for a couple of other engineering companies, but he was 26 years at Ford Aerospace. And so, you know, me starting our first business when we had a nine-month-old uh, was very scary for my wife. She was very uncomfortable with the thought of it. 
You know, her dad had had a regular paycheck every two weeks or every week, whatever it was then. And now, I mean, I, I tell people this all the time now, he's been retired since 1989, I believe it was, or 1990. So he's literally been retired longer than he worked there mm-hmm. and, and still receiving a pension from them. So still receiving a regular paycheck from them. So it, it was a huge departure for my wife to, to be okay with that entrepreneurial background. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I worked for the county uh, for Department of Family Services for about five years. And that's just what we did, right? The idea is just get on in the county, stay on for 30 years, live off that pension you know, until you die, basically. And when I when I decided to quit working, you know, for the for the county there, I remember my in laws just they're like, you know, they kind of I think they talked to my wife a little on the side. They're like, like, what's wrong with this guy? You know, <laughs> does he not get it? Does he not see like all the benefits that come from working for you know for the government or for the state there? And yeah, so it's I, I I get the security. We would always joke around and call it the golden handcuffs, but it's I totally see the allure of that of that security. So yeah. So, so to ask you a question in a format that you're comfortable with, how does it make you feel or how did it make you feel <laughs> to transition from working at the county to starting Las Vegas Therapy? Well, I mean, I, I guess I need to fill in a little space in between. Like when I stopped working at the county, I worked for other you know, companies, as it were. Um, it wasn't until three years ago that I actually just started you know, my own company. And so I always was... You know, kind of hoping to piggyback off of the security of somebody else, and so even you know, so even though I was going from one kind of big company to the next, it was still risky. But yeah, when I finally made this jump of okay, I'm going to just do it on my own. I mean, yeah, how, how do I feel? I mean, I felt nervous. I mean, I guess I feel a lot of the same way I do regularly now. Like, you know, like there's <laughs> nervousness, there's some anxiety, like you know, some second guessing. You know, am I doing the right thing, or you know, am I reinventing the wheel? Again, you know, but it's, I, I, I'm assuming that kind of comes with the territory maybe, but yeah, it was, it was nerve wracking for sure. You know, especially when I decided to really just kind of do my own thing. Well, I'll make a, a comment here. So I don't know Austin's wife as well as I know Sam's, but uh, what I do know is that uh, Austin's wife, uh, Robin, is maybe not quite as outspoken uh, as uh, Sam's wife. So I, I would imagine that, uh, you know, the conversation with Sam and his wife, uh, I, I imagine she might have said something to the effect of, yeah, go ahead and start this. But, you know, if if you fail and this doesn't work out, you know, I'm going to do something, you know, insert something here that is some physical uh, pain inflicted <laughs> upon you. So, yeah. Yeah, no, she, she's fiery like that. Yeah, she, uh if, if yeah, if anybody that meets my wife, you know, the quick adjective is outspoken. You know, she's not one to keep quiet on it on anything there. But yeah, when when we decided to kind of make this jump, it was you know very similar to what Landon's saying. She's like, yeah, okay, we can do this, but you better figure this out quick. You know, <laughs> you know like you're taking the security away. You better you know be sure you know what you're doing or or find out you know to know what you're doing soon. So, right. Yeah, she's she's an awesome uh, she's an awesome person, but yeah, she's very uh, she she's a spitfire for sure. To say the least, yeah, yeah, in, in a in a really good way though, you know. So yeah, so Sam, talk to us a little bit more about about that. So when you you worked for these couple different firms, as you were kind of trying to figure some stuff out, obviously, what you were doing wasn't working in the sense of, you know, you had some inclinations that you might be able to do things a little bit better, a little bit differently. So walk us through that, um, that process where you were doing what you were doing and you came to the conclusion that, okay, I I now am confident that I can start up my own thing and I can do this better. I can do this differently. I can change the model. Like just kind of walk us through your, your thought process there. Yeah. uh, So for me, I guess I, I kind of got to a point where I, I felt that, you know, the work I was putting in, you know, not just with, you know, how I met with clients and the kind of therapy I was doing, but especially with, uh, you know, more the the idea of like, like bringing new clients in, you know, like bringing in new referrals and everything. I, I just felt like the company I was working for, they, they weren't doing a good job at that, 
at all. You know, and the revenue portion that they were taking just really wasn't, you know, didn't make sense, you know, for for how much work they weren't doing for me as it were. I mean, they they would do good with you know scheduling or billing, but I guess for me, I kind of got to this this point where I thought, you know, not that I could do it better than them, but I just I don't know, like something just clicked one day where I was like, I, I could do this. You know, I think, you know, I mean, I've been a therapist for 16 years. The first 12 years, I really, I just thought I needed to work for somebody else. It was kind of, you know, maybe this is my upbringing. Like, that's just what you do. You know, I, my parents didn't ever say one thing ever about potentially owning, you know, that business on their end or talking to us about it. So I just, I just thought, you know, you just, to get a job, work for someone else and that's it. And so, you know, it's it was about four years ago where I thought like, okay, I think I, I think I could do this. You know, I, I had, I, and I was able to see enough of behind the scenes of what their marketing stuff was like, what their scheduling and billing processes were like. And I thought, okay, this isn't something, you know, beyond me. I think I could, you know, kind of figure this out and especially figure it out in a way that I thought would fit best for, you know, just kind of the clients I wanted to see moving, moving forward. And so once I, once I got to that point, I just, I just kind of started, you know, I started down this rabbit hole of trying to start my own business and trying to Google and YouTube and try not to make, you know, make too many mistakes, which I made plenty of. But um, yeah, there's just this. I, I remember like there's just like this specific day where it just tipped of like, oh, like it was like this. I mean, it's not a new idea. It's a new idea to me. Of, I guess of like, oh, I I can work for someone else if I really wanted to. Like I don't have to be shoveling away so much of the of the revenue to somebody who's doing something that I think I could do on my own too. So, or, or just do it in a way that's cheaper or more efficient for me. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, um, all right. So you, you decide you came to that conclusion that you were going to, you're going to do this. You're going to start some up. Las Vegas therapy is born three to four years ago. So who are you guys? What do you, what do you guys do exactly? Yeah, so we're we're a group of therapists. We we specialize mostly in treating uh, relationships, um, trauma, and you know, or, or PTSD. Uh, we work a lot with depression, anxiety. Those are kind of like the four main reasons most folks will go see a therapist. Um, we also have have a niche in working a lot with perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, so like postpartum depression or postpartum you know psychosis stuff like that. But so we do that. I'm I'm a training site. There's myself and a, you know a couple of supervisors I have hired on that are fully licensed, but you know of the of the 16 therapists we have hired on, you know they're kind of coming on to be able to gain some experience and get some good supervision to kind of help them develop and grow and eventually be fully licensed themselves. We're we're also a, an internship site for uh, for UNLV for the Marriage and Family Therapy Program, so. Um, it's kind of like you, you got myself and a couple other fully licensed folks, and then a lot of people that are, you know, kind of new, but but at the same time, you know, we're able to kind of pick and choose who we bring on. So we've, we've got a we've got a really good group. It's kind of interesting as 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 we grow. It's also just trying to figure out okay, how can I grow in the best way, not just for the sake of growing, but you know, growing in a way that mat- matches our mission. But, but yeah, that's kind of who we are in a nutshell. You know, like I said, especially with you know those four areas that I talked about, we want to we want to be really good at. Right. Do you guys do uh, counseling for business partners in the financial services industry? I'm asking for a friend. Asking for, yeah. I don't want to name names, but his name is Austin Peterson, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> we do counseling. That's the interesting thing with this kind of job is because um, we have a mix of, of the type of clients coming in. You know, a lot of them are, are insurance you know, base referrals, but then we have a lot of cash pay also. And so we kind of have a wide range. You know, we have folks that are kind of lower socioeconomic status using Medicaid, you know, to kind of come in. And then on the other end, you know, we've got, you know, some really you know, kind of more, more fluent crowd that's, that's able to kind of do more of the cash base. So yeah, it's, so whether it's financial guys like yourselves, but yeah, we, we have a pretty wide range of uh, folks coming in here. Gotcha. Well, I got one one more question, then I'll I'll pass it back to Austin. I know he's uh, he's loading up some good questions for you. Okay. So you, you talked about kind of um, you coming to the conclusion that you wanted to start this thing. Obviously, executing, taking action, which was you know starting the business. Talk to us about the evolution of 
of when you started, I'm, I'm guessing that when you started, it was just Sam Richardson therapist. And now you've got, you know, a dozen or more, you know, people, you know, that are on your team and, or kind of working underneath you. So talk to us about how that's evolved over the last couple of years, and maybe some of the decisions that you've had to make to, in your words, you know, kind of grow this, you know, in a, in a smart way. Well, it depends on how you're defining smart. I'm, <laughs> I don't know how smart it's been, but no, you, you hit the nail on the head. At first, it was just it was just me. You know, when I when I very first, re- first registered with the state, it was just a sole proprietorship, and you know, basically Sam Richardson. And that was it. You know, like it was just just kind of me seeing clients. But then, um, what I noticed was, especially once I got approved to help people get get supervised to become fully licensed. Um, just kind of some interesting opportunities came up to be able to, you know, not just provide supervision, but then to maybe also have people come in and work under me. I mean, I, you know, once I had a waiting list going, I thought, well, I mean, I can send these people out, but maybe I can kind of catch them and, you know, maybe kind of catch some of that revenue too. So as, as, as we kind of, you know, as I kind of started to add more folks, I started to, you know, need more office space. And I mean, at first I was just in this executive suite. Now I've, I'm in an office. We have 12 offices in here, but um, it really was just kind of this interesting thing where, like, I didn't plan on growing. Like, it wasn't like like when I first, you know, got a business license. Like, the idea wasn't to have like a group practice. Like, I just wanted to, you know, not be paying so much money to the person I was working for. Um, so there was just kind of these interesting opportunities that would just kind of land in my lap to have people you know, join the team or, or even with, you know, getting into a bigger office space. It just, you know, I had a buddy and, you know, he's a doctor. And he's like, Hey, I got office. To, you know, I got a couple extra offices in my clinic. If you want to, you know, put some of your therapists in there. And, and so it was, like I said, it was never this idea to try to grow. It's just this things kind of progress. These opportunities would just land in my lap and I would, you know, I would try to take advantage of them there. I don't know. I'm, try, I'm trying to think of like, you know, like key moments where I thought, okay, here's how I want to grow or here's what I'm going to do to grow. It probably wasn't until probably the last eight or nine months when I actually started to try to be more strategic on how I'm trying to grow in the direction we're heading. Before it's kind of willy-nilly a little bit, I think, you know, and maybe adding people may shouldn't have been added or like I said, just growing for the sake of growing as opposed to trying to grow and have like a real specific, you know, niche that we're trying to help out there. Yeah. So I think, I mean, honestly, the, the story that you're telling is, is pretty common in somebody that's starting a business, no matter what that business is. In the first few years, there's decent amount of trial and error. You're just focused on making sure that you keep the lights on and, you know, not necessarily focused on what I do next. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I will tell you that, you know, three years to 16 therapists, that's pretty phenomenal. So you should pat yourself on the back a little bit and, and realize that you, you know, you built something that that's pretty remarkable here in a short period of time. And so I, I want you to talk to us a little bit about, about how you've done that, right? Because here's the thing, like Landon and I've worked with medical professionals throughout our career. Um, most medical professionals don't in their area of study don't have any background in running a business. They may take one class on, you know, business or accounting or finance or something, but they really don't have a background in running a business. Most medical professionals that go to medical school or whatever, you know, school they end up going to are clearly smart individuals. But unfortunately, and this is going to sound somewhat disparaging, but many of them think, well, I'm really smart. So I don't need outside help running my business or handling my finances or doing any of that kind of stuff because I'm a really smart person and I can figure it figure it out on my own. And so talk to us a little bit about what that's been like for you personally. And then also jump into how you've grown the patient base, right? Because if you if you go back a decade, I would have thought that dentists and medical professionals across the board. You sign up and you get approved by an insurance provider and people start showing up at your office. But there's there's more to it than that. So talk to us about those two things, if you would. Yeah, no, I I agree with you, especially with the the idea of like 
I'm a smart guy. I mean, I know, I know I'm not the dumbest guy in the room. I, I know I'm not the smartest guy either, but yeah, it, uh, yeah, I, I didn't have one class ever on finance, uh, accounting business. I mean, my undergrad was in psychology. My master's in, is in marriage and family therapy. And, and I just had, you know, I really had no idea. I mean, I think I, one, one evening, I think I told Lana, I said, man, you know, for someone that owns a business, I really have no business owning a business. I, <laughs> I got the last guy that's to be trying to, to do this. Um, cause I just, I'm just flat out, flat out ignorant, you know, as to what, you know, I remember somebody asked me one time, like, well, well, what's your business plan? You know, did you write out your business plan? And I was like, what's a business plan? <laughs> I thought you just, you know, register with the state, get a business license. And like I said, just try to keep the, you know, the lights turned on, trying to, you know, try to make enough money to be able to pay the bills. And, and that was it. Um, yeah. I think just, you know, with the idea of trying to run a business, like I said, for me, it's been a lot of growing pains. You know, like I said, a lot of, a lot of reinventing of the will. I learned way too late, I think, just the importance of, of reaching out, you know, talking to people. Yeah, I'm not going to go back and get an MBA. That's okay. But, you know, just even the idea of like, you know, reading some business books, you know, like that, you know, just in the past six months, I think I've you know, tried to delve more into that. That's, that's helped me out, especially with trying to be more strategic and especially trying to help me utilize my time better. Uh, one of the best things I remember Landon told me to do, he says, you know, write down an organizational chart of, you know, what your business is right now, you know, all the roles that are there and who's filling that role. And, and I remember doing that and like, I had this, you know, so I have, you know, marketing and accounting and scheduling and billing and networking, all this stuff. And my name was under every single, every single role. I was like, man, no wonder I'm so stressed out and feel like I don't know what I'm doing. Cause I, I never had a chance to focus on just doing one thing, you know, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I felt I felt the sting of that pretty soon when I when I had that I you know I talked about that tipping moment of like oh I think I can do this and then it didn't take very long for me to realize like I I really assumed I knew a lot more than I thought I did and it it hit hard pretty quick there. Um, when it comes to to a patient base, that that's one of those things where it's like the never ending equation. You know, like, like I'm always trying to figure out like, okay, how can we, you know, get more clients coming in, you know, that can pay more revenue. I mean, there's the idea just get on an insurance panel. I mean, that was, we were doing that kind of during the pandemic, you know, when it started, when we decided to try to get credentialed with some insurance companies and we just had a ton of roadblocks, you know, and, and just kind of dead ends there. Everyone is on pause because of the whole coronavirus thing. They wanted to just wait to see what they wanted to do there. But that's been really useful though when it comes to just filling caseloads like insurance is it's it's easy you know we just get a lot of calls that come in from that but you know as i mentioned most most of the therapists working here they're not fully licensed and so that kind of limits you on the type of insurance panels you can get on you know so we're able to get on some local ones like health plan in nevada um you know nevada medicaid they have, they'll they'll credential uh licensed interns but because they're interns, the reimbursement rate is, is, is quite a bit lower. So if I'm trying to pay them and also pay myself enough from them, you know, from the sessions that they do to keep the business moving, it's, 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 it's a balancing act there. But I mean, right now we're just trying to figure out how can we, again, still use that to get the caseloads filled, but also balance it out more with kind of some higher paying cash, you know, cash pay clients there. Um, like I said, I think that's, yeah, building the patient base that that's the constant constant equation. Um, at the company I worked at before, you know, I started my own. I mean that that was it. You know, like they intentionally didn't want to do any any insurance panels. They wanted it to be just cash pay, and they wanted to be charging on the higher end of cash pay. And and it was just the constant, you know, just kind of. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say headache, but it was, it was just kind of a headache. Like that was like the only. I feel like that was the only problem we we were trying to solve, and that was it. Um, yeah, patient base now, you know, it's a mix of insurance. It's a mix of, you know, word of mouth. I mean, I try to, I try to network as best I can just with other therapists. I know, you know, letting them know like what I'm specialized in, you know, or just other, you know, third-party referral systems, you know, for example, like we, we get a lot of referrals from, uh, from church groups, you know, so ecclesiastical leaders, you know, they'll have a lot of people coming, you know, coming to the pastors or bishops or whatnot. 
because they need help with their marriage. So they're going to their ecclesiastical leader for that. And, and a lot of them do a really good job, but then, you know, sometimes they feel like they're in deeper water than they should be. And, and so just kind of, that's been something that's, that's been really helpful too. We get a lot of ecclesiastical referrals from, you know, from these church leaders that they'll realize pretty soon, like, man, I'm not a marriage therapist. I need to send someone out, but, um, but yeah, like I said, it's 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 the, the never-ending equation I think to try to solve of how can I just get more you know more clients paying at a higher rate. Again, insurance is great, but it, you can feel like you're scraping pretty pretty soon if you're just going to the insurance route and that's it. Yeah, I mean it's it's a constant battle, right? And I think you know one of the things that I've learned fairly recently with with a client of mine is that. There, is, there are the lower reimbursement rates based on what your credentials are, which yeah. makes sense. I just hadn't thought about it, right? And, and this one happens to be in a you know, drug and alcohol treatment center. And so the, the designations or you know, whatever the credentials that they have is what dictates their reimbursement rates. And so he's trying to find people that he can bring on that have the higher credentials so that they can get the higher reimbursement rates from the insurance companies. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, I, I think that there's always this, this balance and different things that you have to do specific to your field, but the reality is on the business side, right? So Landon talked about that org chart, which he stole from me, by the way, <laughs> but, uh, he, <laughs> he, uh, those types of things are running the business and that is, it doesn't matter what industry it is. Those are, those are struggles that every business owner has to deal with, right? And I mean, you know Landon too well that you don't want to hire him. Trust me. We always... <laughs> I'm just messing with you. No, I was going to say Landon and I serve clients together as a team. But this once, because you know Landon too well, I'd be, I'd be willing to work with you personally. Awesome. <laughs> No, go ahead, Landon. Sorry. I had to throw that one in there. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> it's all right. You, 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 we, we've seen better come from you. So we'll, we'll, we, we've got higher expectations as the show uh, unfolds. Yeah, I blew it. That's all right. So, yeah, Sam. So um, I, I think something that is very different um, with you than other business owners that are only three or four years into their business is that you are looking through a, a different lens. A lot of businesses that are three to four years in um, on their journey are scrambling. They're working very long hours. They're trying to figure a lot of different stuff out. And you're looking through this lens of, okay, as I grow my business, how do I do this strategically, efficiently, and effectively, which is very different than a lot of business owners that are in, uh, at the same point in time on their, as their, on their journey as you're on. So you mentioned some business books that you've read um, that have kind of helped you to look at things a little bit differently, but kind of help us understand with where you stand today what are some of the things that you're thinking about strategically with your business as you continue to grow it, you know, over the next couple of years? Yeah, I think, and this might be something you stole from Austin also, but I remember you used this term. You said, Sam, you want to kind of work towards being operationally irrelevant. Yeah. That, that, I remember that just like stuck with me. Like just, Mm -hmm. it just nailed me. I thought, Oh, that's what it is. Like, um, What's that book? The the eighty twenty principle out says you know companies you know they make eighty percent off their revenue off of like just twenty percent of what they're doing and 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 like that was me. I was like, man, like the majority of the revenue for Las Vegas therapies was you know initially you know just off of my caseload and that was it. And so if I really wanted to kind of get these business you know the processes of business you know the you know working, um, I had to I got to try to figure out a way to be you know operationally irrelevant there so i can focus on these other things but so i think strategically that's that's probably my focus right now i think well it's just twofold what i'm really focused on right now you know one is you know back to that marketing like how can i just increase you know my my client referral base but then also how can i you know what do i what processes do i need to have in place so that that somebody 
you know, either a process is managing it or specifically a person, a different person other than me is managing it so that I, it can, so it's not just so heavy on me. I, I had a, a talk with a consultant from uh, uh, Dave Ramsey and, and, and he, he kind of said the same thing. They said, Hey, we had to figure out how to have non Ramsey revenue coming in. Like everything was kind of dependent on him and it kind of matched the, the pickle I was in. But so, yeah, I think strategically moving forward, I'm trying to figure out how can I be operationally relevant, you know, so I can, you know, focus on the, you know, the business side of things and making sure that that's going well. Um, I mean, strategically, like, like our, our mission is to really grow and develop like amazing therapists. Like that's, that's why that's kind of the hope, you know, I can, I can only see so many clients a day, but if I can grow 15 therapists into people that, that are really good at what they do, I, there's a lot more of a reach. So this kind of goes back to that operationally irrelevant. If I'm tied up seeing clients all day long, you know, cause I got to make sure I have a certain revenue to pay the bills. You know, I can't focus on being able to do the supervision I want to do. And so um, that's probably our, our two main strategic things right now are focus. You know, I'm trying to be able to focus my time on what's going to be most useful you know, for Las Vegas therapy. And then, uh, and like I said, and just, just the marketing thing. So I don't know if that, I kind of rambled off for a little bit there, sorry, but I don't <laughs> answer your question there. Yeah. Right. So if you were to kind of look at how your time is spent right now, what, what's the breakdown of Sam working in the business as a therapist versus working on the business as a, as the leader, you know, of the business? Oh, it it's it's out of whack for sure. I mean, I'll you know, let's say I have a typical forty hour work week. You know, I'll spend twenty six of those hours, you know, actually seeing clients like just my own caseload. Um, I'll spend around ten to twelve hours of supervising other therapists. You know, and then and then it's kind of like I'm trying to squeak in into the cracks. You know, working on the business as it were. So that's where you know, when I when I really started to see that clearly. Like I said, that's when kind of gave me the aha. But yeah, I, I think definitely the vast majority of my time is spent on not running the business, but just being part of the business as it were. Not necessarily right. being, you know, the leader of for the owner of Las Vegas therapy. Right. Have you calculated how much time you spend every week making trips to Carl's Jr. to get double Western <laughs> cheeseburger meals? <laughs> too much. Yeah. Probably too much. I mean that that is one thing. You know, I, I was, my wife is kind of, she's like, what, you know, you know, she'll say, oh, I texted you or I sent you this email. I said, I didn't get to it. You know, I said, hey, I've got, you know, five minutes in between sessions. So if, if I'm working eight hours that day, you know, I've got a pretty limited, you know, I have five minutes an hour to look at an email or whatnot. But I do make sure I get that time to Carl's Jr. I might not get to emails, <laughs> but I do. I tell you that Western Bacon Cheeseburger, it just hits different, man. On <laughs> on another level so yeah 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 absolutely um so all right yeah i like it and and by the way the comment that you just made about the breakdown of your week um you know that's that's very normal um austin and i fall into that same routine a lot running our own you know business because we get so tied up serving the clients and working with the clients and working on the cases that we're working on that uh, sometimes it's just, you know, it's hard to find, not, not find, it's hard to make the time to do some of the, the, the strategic activities that you know that you need to be doing because you're, you know, you get so caught up in the, in the business, but, you know, just having that thought process of this, of this kind of, looking at the business through this strategic lens and making decisions, you know, business decisions based on the strategic vision and then being tactical and how you make those decisions is, is huge because, you know, you've only got so many hours in a day. And so you have to find, like you said, you got to strike that balance of, you know, uh, uh, working in the business versus working on the business. And, just to be clear, operationally irrelevant. Uh, I stole that from a guy. I'll give him a, a shout out. His name is Josh Patrick. 
And he is, uh, he's a guy that's in our industry, but he does a lot of uh, business consulting type of work. And I've listened to his podcast and I, I stole a bunch of stuff from my buddy, Josh. So shout out to uh, shout out to Josh for that term. But uh, yeah, it's, it's something that I, when I heard that term for the first time too, it was like light bulbs, alarm bells going off. Like, okay, I, I, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, it, it it did. It just it just stood out. Now you guys have been asking me questions. Can I ask a question really quick? Yes, you know, so when it comes to right, <laughs> it happens. A one way street here. Right? Don't um, put the script on me, Mister Therapist. <laughs> that's how I get you right. That's three years of school right there. <laughs> that's the best I got. I, I guess you know. Part of, uh, hopefully, there's you know another you know there's some other. You know, business owner, this kind of the similar boat I'm in, and and I'm sure you guys have maybe gotten this question asked a lot. When people say, "Hey, I'm having a hard time finding," you know, that time, or or they're not just finding, you know, making that time. Mm-hmm. You know, what are your go tos of like, you know, either you know, refocus on your vision, or you know, have it tattooed on your forehead of why you're doing it. Like, what do you guys typically say? Hey, here's here's why you got to make that time. Like, what tends to stick or or work with most folks? You want me to go first? You want to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll tell you what I do personally, and I recommend this to to business owners as well, is calendaring is huge for me. And so if it's on the calendar, then it's going to get done. If it's not on the calendar, it's not going to get done, right? And so the reality is, right now, you're at this tipping point, right? And so there's probably going to have to be something that gives. It's either that you're going to work an extra hour a day to do these types of things, right? And that's sacrificing time with your family. Or you're going to see one less patient per day to be able to to do this. And so you've got to look at it and decide which sacrifice makes the most sense for you. And if it's seeing one fewer patient per day because your family is your priority then great. As long as, of course, seeing that one less patient per day doesn't throw off your whole revenue model and you all of a sudden got a problem paying bills, right? So without knowing enough about your business, I can't say what the right answer is. I can tell you your wife's going to say that you're going to see one less patient a day because you're going to be home helping with those four kids, right? But that's what it comes down to is there is some sacrifice to be made because here's what I look at, you know, Landon talks about that operational irrelevance and, and trying to build to that. And by doing that, you're really building the enterprise value of your business, right? Three years ago, you were Sam Richardson therapist. Today, you're the owner of Las Vegas therapy and Sam Richardson is a therapist inside of that company. But a, but a name like Las Vegas Therapy, think about how many different areas there are of Las Vegas, right? I don't know Vegas well, but I know there's Summerlin and there's Henderson and there's, you know, downtown. There's all these different areas where you can have different offices that are all part of Las Vegas Therapy, and they're going to generate revenue whether you're there or not. That's where you're building to. And are you willing to take the, make the sacrifice in one way, shape, or form? to build that business rather than, you know, knowing that you're helping more people by doing that, but you got to build the business rather than be the therapist. If that's ultimately what you want to do, because you can always just back it all down to doing, to being just Sam Richardson, the therapist again, generate the same revenue and, and call it a day. But if you're wanting to build up enterprise value, you got to make that sacrifice and put it in the calendar. That's super helpful. Especially the the whole mission piece, right? Like, if I really want to help more people, you know, like like again, go, going back to like what initially got me decided to bring people on was, well, I can only see so many people a week, but if I got more people on, I could just there's that much more to reach there. Yeah, that's helpful. You know, and I'll I'll just take I'll just take that one one step further because what what he said there is dead on, right? You know, if, if you want to step outside of the business more and work on more strategic initiatives, you have to make the time because you're never just going to find the time in between your therapy sessions. Like you said, you've got five minutes in between sessions and you need to 
take a breath, you know, drink water and eat food. So, you know, when are, when are you going to make the time in between those sessions? You're, you're not. And so I like to, you know, when, I, when I'm thinking about business decisions like that, I like to attach numbers to it, right? So if you know that your mission is, uh, you know, we had this guy on the show several months ago, Brian, uh, I think it's Bo, Bo, is it Bogart, Austin or Bogart? Bogart. Yeah, Bogart. Just a exceptional guy. He's a, he's a, um, a, a coach. You know, he coaches high level executives and business owners around different areas and just a phenomenal guy. And his mission is he wants to impact a billion lives. So he knows directly, right? He probably cannot impact a billion people's lives. But if he impacts, you know, a thousand or a hundred thousand people's lives underneath him, and each one of them goes out and impacts two or three or five people's lives, all of a sudden, now, you know, you've got millions or tens of millions of people, right? And like, that's how you could kind of think about this is like, what, what is it that you're trying to create here? And if you're trying to create this, this business of impacting, you know, a million lives or a million couples in the Las Vegas area, you know, as an individual therapist, you could probably never do that. But if you train 50 high caliber therapists that are giving the same level of attention, the same service that you are giving your clients and because you know that you're doing a great job with them. Well, all of a sudden now you've got 50 people doing that. And this reality of affecting a million couples in Las Vegas becomes a lot more achievable. Yeah. I don't know. I, I got all sorts. Sorry. And this is the, this is what you get for having a therapist come on board. I get all my thinking questions. <laughs> what I do all day. So this is y'all's fault. You guys both kind of hit a lot on mission. Right, like, like how many, you know, how many people do I really want to impact? Like, what's, you know, one of my, you know, not just like a numbers, you know, like, like revenue in, you know, cost out. Like, it, when it goes to like making that time, you know, getting it on the calendar, like, like how often is having like a like a specific fo- focus on that mission of like, no, I'm doing this. I'm going to take this hour to not see a client because, yeah, I'll see one less person in this hour, but it will help me help, you know, impact 10 more people or however many, how much do you guys talk to your clients about just, you know, have the mission just kind of ever present, like, you know, in your focus there? It's one of the top things that we talk to our clients about, right? I mean, you know, this isn't a commercial for us per se, but the reality is most people, when you say I'm a financial advisor, they have in their mind what that person does, right? And it doesn't matter what you envision right now in your mind. That's not what Landon and I are, right? We spend an abundant amount of time working with our business owners on their mission, their vision, and their values, because those three things are going to lead them to a greater enterprise value, right? We still manage money. We still help people with their insurance needs. We help them with their estate planning needs. That's all, that's all part of, of what we do. But because we work with business owners specifically, and most business owners in this country, 80% or more of their net worth is tied up in their business and not in other investments. Well, we're going to help them grow that business to where it needs to be so that they can become financially independent either prior to or at the time of the sale of that business. And so it's in our best interest to help them grow that business efficiently so that that enterprise value is as great as it possibly can be. And it's these day-to-day things that you've got to do. And that's, that's the heart of it is the mission, the vision, and the values of your, of your company and what you want to accomplish. Then it's let's go to work on the technical side of how to accomplish those things. Love it. Makes sense. I mean, my mind's just kind of going back to, you know, like that hedgehog principle, you know, like, what are you passionate about? You know, like, like, you know, from Jim Collins, uh, what's that book? Better from good to great. Good to great. Yeah. You know, just like, what are you not just good at, but what are you, what aligns with your values? Like, what are you passionate about? Like, yeah, that rings true. 
So, so what do you what do you think? Uh, you know, if we're looking out five to ten years for Las Vegas therapy, I mean, what what do you want this thing to to morph into? Have you have you thought about that? I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Sometimes it just depends on the stress of the day. When <laughs> when, I, when it's really stressful, my mind goes to, well, I'll just have it be just me again. It was really simple. <laughs> my clients, cheap rent, that's it. Um, I mean, that doesn't happen too often. But when I'm looking at five to 10 years from now, uh, I, I see a couple of things. I mean, one, you know, and also you kind of touched on that, that idea of, you know, having multiple sites throughout the valley, you know, of, you know, where I can have, you know, my, 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 my BHAG goal was to have 50, 50 therapists, you know, working for me, you know, in the, in, you know, was it in the, over the next two years, you know, and, and, and have, you know, four to, you know, four to five, you know, different sites that that's kind of what I want size wise. But then when it comes to me individually, I guess, you know, I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not business minded. You know, I don't have an MBA. Like, like I just need to kind of have those processes and people in place that are kind of doing that. So I can focus on, you know, what I am good at. Like I'm good at supervision. I'm good at therapy. And so, you know, I'd love to just either be training other, you know, therapists to do that supervision so that I, again, that we can just have that much more growth. Um, I do love doing therapy though, too. I mean, I, I worked with a couple this morning and, you know, uh, let's see, two and a half months ago, uh, they were, they were on their way to go, you know, sign divorce papers and they come in today. They're like, we had no idea this could, you know, we could have this much change in two months and like, we're falling in love again. Like I, you know, that's, that's where this weight and gold, you know, right there. And so like, I would love to have, you know, just kind of a really robust multi-site, you know, company going where I've got, you know, 10, you know, 10 therapists at each site. Um, but then I would love to just see myself just focusing on just training therapists and, and uh, just still meeting, you know, with, with people. Um, and, that, and that's, that's the double-edged sword for me. Like, you know, you know, also you talked about like, I've got a schedule in, you know, like what's the cost of me taking, you know, not seeing a client. Like it's, for me, it's like the cost of not seeing the client, but like, I love doing therapy. Like it's hard for me to not do. Like it's, I don't know if, I mean, it's not just fun. I just really enjoy it. And so it's hard to, and I, and I don't love business, <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you know, and probably that's because I just, like I said, I like to reinvent the wheel a lot. So I'm always on the learning curve, but um, my, my guess would be I'm not the first person that's, that's kind of expressed that, that they just like doing their job and, you know, the business strategic side of things just aren't, you know, they're not, you know, it's a, it's not, it's a foreign nature to me. It's just hard for me to do. Honestly, there's not a single right answer. I mean, you, whatever's right for Sam is what's right for Sam. And that doesn't, you know, that you could literally, you could just go back to seeing patients yourself and get rid of all the other headaches if that's what you choose to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to build an enterprise and you want to impact more lives than you physically can impact on a weekly basis, then the enterprise is, is where the focus has to be. And so you, you've got to make that decision. The reality is you can outsource a lot of those things that you're not good at, right? Whether it's internally outsourced to somebody in your organization or it's externally outsourced to help you with the things that you're not good at. That's where a lot of business owners, regardless of industry, get in trouble is they just try to tackle it on their own and don't realize that they're not good at something and that they're better off outsourcing, right? Because you've got to be able to make a decision that's emotional in nature, potentially, right? Because you love therapy, but you also have to be able to look at it from a logical standpoint and say, okay, if I'm taking away from seeing one client a day because I'm going to focus on the business... How do one, how do I replace that revenue? And two, is it worth it to me to figure out a way to re replace that revenue? Right? Because you can replace that revenue by having two therapists that maybe aren't as credentialed at you know, the same level as you are, but you can get the same revenue out of the two of them seeing clients simultaneously versus you seeing one on your own, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know the exact numbers, but there, there's ways to replace the revenue. 
And that's, it's that time away from patience that's going to allow you to think about strategically the way to do that for your business. That makes sense. Yeah, so this is not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this has been, uh, it's been fun, Sam. A uh, you know, little, little different conversation than, when you, than we're used to, but uh, yeah, this has been, uh, been enjoyable and uh, it's been kind of fun being able to uh, give a little bit of uh, guidance, you know, because uh, typically we, you know, we just kind of uh, let our, our guests uh, do all or most of the talking. So, you know, thanks for uh, flipping the script on us a little bit. But uh, hey, we, we've got, we're pretty much out of time. Uh, but before we wrap up, I do want to have you tell us, you know, how do we, how do people track you down, check you out, you know, meet up with you. But uh, just before we go there, any, any closing uh, thoughts or anything you want to share with us before we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, closing thoughts. Again, I, I was, you know, I was taking notes. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw how much I was writing down, but um, I mean, biggest closing thought for me was just to say thanks to both of you guys. Like I said, I family get togethers are hard as a therapist because everyone wants to get free therapy from you. <laughs> you know, so um, I don't know how much that is for finance, you know, for guys in your industry, but I thought, well, hey, I'm just going to do that to these guys here. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> so I, I just want, you know, my biggest closing is, you know, just thanks for, you know, let me ask some questions. It is hugely helpful for me too. And ho- hopefully it's helpful for somebody else that's kind of in my, in my shoes also. So, and I guess when it comes to getting a hold of me, I mean, our, our website is lvtmentalhealth.com. You know, that's probably the quickest, easiest way to, to get a hold, get a hold of us there. And, um, it, you know, it kind of has the bios of all the therapists that are there and we specialize in everything. But yeah, like I said, LVT, you know, which is Las Vegas therapy, lvtmentalhealth.com. So no, I, like I said, I appreciate it. I, hopefully it's helpful for other people, but I, I know this is really helpful for me. So I really appreciate this time. Yeah, absolutely, Sam. It was our pleasure. And um, yeah, we appreciate you making the time. And we certainly uh, look forward to having you back on the show in six or 12 months and uh, keeping us uh, apprised of uh, what you're up to because we know you're, you're going to do good things, man. Okay, appreciate that. All right. Thanks a lot for joining us, Sam. Thanks, Thanks Sam. You've been listening to Tycoons of Small Biz, proudly hosted by Austin Peterson and Landon Mance. Austin and Landon are comprehensive financial planning professionals specializing in financial, estate, and succession planning for small business owners. Austin and Landon have offices in Scottsdale, Arizona, and Las Vegas, Nevada, and represent clients in 14 states throughout the country. Join Austin, Landon, and the Featured Tycoons live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. right here on Business Radio X and your favorite podcast platform.